Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Ask It Kevin Nunez show. I am Kevin Nunez and I want to welcome you to a show that discusses disability, society, and culture all in one. I am a person living with cerebral palsy. One in four Americans have some form of disability. That means I am your new disability buddy. Please note that any opinions expressed here are strictly that and of my guests. We are not influenced by any companies or organizations. This is the honest conversation between two people to helping you start your own conversation at home about society, culture, and disability. Welcome to the show. Glad to have you here. Hello, my wonderful friends. Hope everything is going good with you. I'm recording this episode on the Monday after Mother's Day. So, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers, adopted mothers, grandmothers, godmothers, stepmothers, pet mothers. Yes, pet mothers. That's a real thing. If you're in charge of a life, four-legged or two-legged, you're a mom. So congratulations. Thank you for all you do. We love you. I know as a guy, we don't always appreciate all that our moms do, but thank you all the same. We love you. Now, on to today's topic. I have some notes written down. But I'm warning you, this is going to be more of a word vomit um, episode where I'm just going to talk and kind of ramble. But Kevin, how is that different from any other one of your podcasts? I guess it's not. I just think this one is going to cover more than usual. It's going to kind of delve into different um, topics, and um, it could, of course, probably be many different episodes, but I'm just going to go with the flow. It is 2021. We know that right now. And I know the world is a little differently, a little different than what it quote-unquote normally um, it was or is, but I'm scared for my disability community. I'm scared for people with disabilities. As you know from, from the intro, one in four Americans identify or are diagnosed with some form of developmental disability. One in four. That is literally 25% of the planet's population, or at least the U.S. population, because that's where that statistic comes from. So one in four Americans have a disability. 25% of people. But it's funny because you think a quarter of the population would have more representation, would have more respect amongst 
the rest of society. But we don't. We have not even bigotry. We have ignorance. We have uneducated people. We have loss. We have despair. And so on and so forth. Why is this? It's funny because we all know Rosa Parks. She was brave enough to not give up her seat on the bus. We all know Martin Luther King, who, of course, was a great leader for civil rights. We all know Gandhi, who freed India out of slavery from Great Britain. We all know names like John Adams and George Washington, who freed us from the oppression of Great Britain to give us our freedom that we are still celebrating uh, 200 plus years later. But yet we don't have disability heroes. We don't have people with disabilities who are household names. We have Black History Month where we celebrate these great men and women who are pioneers in the struggle for civil rights. But in the struggle of disability equality, we have no names. We have no faces. In some ways, this is good, but in most ways, it's kind of bad because whether it's right or wrong, or taught rightly or wrongly, at least we have Black History Month. And I'm not putting one civil rights issue above the other. Black history is important. Disability history is important. And so is LGBTQ history important. But my point of this is, In 2021, we still don't have and we still don't understand disability history. I think it's ironic because disability does not care about race or sexual orientation or how rich you are or how poor you are. If one in four Americans are diagnosed with some sort of disability, then you have blacks that are disabled, you have LGBTQ that are disabled, you have whites that are disabled, yet it's not seen as a cross-cutting issue. It's seen as, it's looked as a diagnosis and a quote-unquote problem that has to be cured or fixed. The documentary Crip Camp, um, which was on Netflix, which was nominated for an Oscar, and once again, that movie is called Crip Camp, is a documentary of the first camps uh, to feature or to host 
individuals with various disabilities in the late 60s and early 70s. It's shameful that it took so long to have a glimpse of disability history. That was really, in my opinion, the first representation of disability history, at least in my lifetime. Ironically, and this is very ironic, the only disability name that's household, quote unquote, is Helen Keller. And it's only brought up when a referee or some other authority figure is missing an obvious play or objective point. They say you're as blind or as deaf as Helen Keller. She's not seen as the amazing activist and, you know, advocate that she was. She is portrayed for her deaf and blindness. So, fast forward 40 years, and we finally got a glimpse of disability history. Now, I don't know how many people out there have seen Crip Camp because it's not like a regular Netflix show. Nobody's naked within 20 minutes. Um, it's not about drug use or any sort of edgy topic. Although disability should be an edgy topic, at least getting our voices out there. But instead, it was seen as inspirational. It wasn't seen as truly groundbreaking. Yes, I know it was nominated for the Oscars, and that is tremendous, that is wonderful, and yes, it is a victory for our community. Um, but in reality, how many people are going to sit down and watch this movie? Now, I'll say this honestly. I'm not getting paid by Netflix or anyone to mention this documentary. Um, I've not been sponsored by anyone, as you know from my other uh, podcast episodes. But it's really sad that they think just because we have the Americans with Disabilities Act that all disability issues are solved. The LGBTQ plus community fought for years and years and years to finally have equal marriage. Now, in 2021, people with disabilities, we still can't get married because our spouse's income counts against us. And the misinformed theory is that if your spouse works, then you don't need social security. I can't tell you what it's like to have a more awkward conversation. And yes, I've had this conversation of, I love you, and I know you love me, but we really can't get married 
because one or both of our social securities or our source of income will disappear. And it's not about the check. It's never about the check. It's about sponsoring your wheelchair, getting the parts you need, getting the uptake you need, getting the walkers you need, the services that you require to live are in jeopardy if you lose your SSI. Yes, I know there are so many individuals with more severe disabilities that reside in developmental centers. But I ask you, all those developmental centers that were closed, that were victories, I know they're not going to close forever. And I know they're not going to, you know, disappear overnight. But I'm aware that abuse happened there. I know of abuse happened in those places. But yet, the general public still does not. The only reason disability history ever became a thing is because John F. Kennedy's sister had some form of epilepsy um, that was never actually truly um, shown. But that was really the first and only time that disability was ever brought into public consciousness as far as developmental centers go. Abuse still happens in those developmental centers. It is shameful that the general public doesn't know about it. It's shameful how much the general public doesn't know about our culture. And yes, there is such a thing as disability culture. That could be an hour or two hour long podcast. But it's shameful because you see LGBTQ uh, people out in the community, they're your friends, they're your family. Nobody winks an eye. Yes, I know, it took a long time. The same thing with Black America. Again, also it took a long time. I think it's because it took so long to get it out of the development centers that they're just now starting to see our population. And I think it's because disability is not equal in diagnosis or any other way. Disability affects everyone differently. That's why it's called the autism spectrum disorder, because there is a spectrum. Um, Cerebral palsy comes in so many forms as well and so on and so forth. But the same thing with LGBTQ plus community. That's why it's called LGBTQ plus. That's why it's called African American or Black Lives Matter because you don't have to be fully black to identify as black. But at the same time, we are not seeing the, per- the person. 
we don't see John, Jose, uh, Jen Fu. You know, we just see wheelchair, we see Walker, we see drooling. In 2021, how many times does your child or daughter or son or daughter or child in general interact with a person that has a disability, even if they're in a public school? Usually the special ed classroom is somewhere in a corner of the school and nobody goes there unless it's a volunteer project. But we never get to know the person. We never see the real struggle behind their eyes. I think that's the most disheartening and exhausting part of a disability. Speaking strictly for myself, it's not the lack of walking. It's not, I can't wet my ass. It's not the 3 a.m. spasm attack on my legs. It's the fact that when you see me, you don't see me. You just see the wheelchair. And that's because you, as a culture, as a society, have not seen or been exposed to proper disability history, proper disability culture. Let me give you a good example. Years ago, I did I did some background research on how to quantify and uh, and collaborate a special ed mandate in all individual education plans. When I brought this to a legislator, they said you you have to find a senator who wants to sponsor a lose lose bill because yes there are people with disabilities that can have sex there are those who can't have sex but that does not mean they are not entitled to the same education as any other student or at least to their level of cognitive function so they can be protected and aware of their own bodies. Am I saying give condoms out to every person with a disability? No. Am I saying, you know, put every woman with a disability on the plan B pill? No. I'm saying give them education to their level of cognitive function and their ability of comprehension so they can help protect themselves and others from monsters who want to abuse them and they can also speak for those who cannot speak for themselves but it all comes down to the same thing we as a culture need to educate ourselves need to educate we need to educate each other on our own people because people with disabilities, we are your brothers. We are your sisters. We are black. We are LGBTQ. 
We are white. We are Jewish. We are Catholic. We are Muslim. But that doesn't matter because all you see is the disability. Let me ask you a question, and I'll do my best to end with this. When was the last time you saw a person with a disability in a position of real power to affect change? When was the last time you saw a person with a disability in a position of real power to affect change? And I don't mean, oh, he's on the local education board as a token. I mean, recognized as an equal and with enough respect to be sought after for a high position. Do you know that Franklin Delano Roosevelt, who suffered from polio himself, never let people know he had a disability? He would lock his legs in a place with these metal braces that had to be excruciating so that people would not take notice. And he wasn't even disabled. He had polio as a child. So he was disabled, but at the same time, he wasn't disabled. And yet, without Franklin Delano Roosevelt, the odds are we would all be speaking German or Japanese. Because without him, we would not have won World War II. It's that simple. But that was over 70, 80 years ago now. And we haven't seen a person with a disability in a seat of real power. So where are the faces of the disabled? Where are the faces of the heroes that we need to stand out? I don't know. That's probably a question for you to ask. Could I give you a list of names? Probably. And say, look up this person, look up that person? Yes. But I selfishly want you to do that yourself. Get to know their stories. Watch movies like Crip Camp. Go on YouTube and educate yourselves. Um, love others. Love each other. I know this was a little long. But I, I really like the way it came out. I'm not going to do much editing here. Just if you know someone who needs to be educated on disability issues, please share the share this with them. Please educate them. Show them we're not to be feared. We just want to be treated the same way you want to be treated. That's what I have to say. I do secretly hope this goes viral. I won't lie about that. But I know it won't because it's a podcast by a person with a disability. Um, and I'm not very good looking. So there's that. Um, have a good day. Have a good night. 
See you guys next time. Love you all. God bless. Um, please share. Bye. Wow, what a great show that was. Thank you all for listening. Follow me on Instagram at Advocate for Life. That's Advocate number four, Life. Follow me on my blog every Monday and Wednesday at Advocate Kevin Nunez at WordPress.com. Follow me on Twitter at Advocate K Nunez. Thank you for listening. See you next week. And may God bless you all.